Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to find and follow your purpose. I'm your host, Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders, also the creator of Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Every week, I interview some of the world's leading thought leaders who not only share their life stories, but practical tips and advice on how you can become the highest version of yourself and build a life in alignment with your soul. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and open your free account so you can see behind the scenes videos of our interviews and get your free Pearls of Wisdom ebook. Join our community of change makers, making a difference on the planet. Making a di- making a di- so good afternoon and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that inspire you and encourage you to create yours. And today I have with me the one and only comparison coach, Lucy Sheridan. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Kitty. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here as well. Like we were just chatting before and we literally live down the road from each other. Like we have yes. so, Beach babes. Yeah. <laughs> that will be changing soon. Right <laughs> and worthy. Yeah, absolutely. But now, as I said, for those of you who don't know, Lucy is the first and only comparison coach. So needed. And she's going to go into that in a bit more detail coming. And she's on a mission to get people to get over and compare, sorry, to get over the compare and despair. It's a mouthful, <laughs> Social isn't it? Media. Oh my goodness, so needed, Lucy. Absolutely so needed. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, thank you. Mm. And I'd love you just to tell the guys listening a little bit more about what you're up to in the world. Oh, absolutely. Well, trying to fight the good fight against comparison and social media. But at the moment, I am kind of living by the beach with my golden retriever. But the day job is all about um, it's all about helping to get over the comparison to spare of social media. I actually just said there in the introduction, whether one on one work or, um, you know, workshops and speaking gigs and that kind of thing, uh, Kitty. But I'm also making sure I'm scheduling a lot for fun last year. I feel last year was a lot of like rowing, like rowing my little rowboat. So this year I'm making sure that I'm trying to take my own medicine and make sure that I'm not on social media all the time. I'm having lots of offline fun too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And how, um, well, you said you, you've also got a book. I know. Um, yeah, through Higher Selfie. Yeah, that's a, a, a brand I own uh, with another TR on, which is Higher Selfie, which is like a spiritual lifestyle company. Um, and our book was published with Hay House last April. And that's Higher Selfie, Wake Up Your Life, Free Your Soul, Find Your Tribe. And it's really, we kind of feel like a great spiritual guide for digital natives who are trying to connect back inside when everything outside is trying to take our attention there. Mm, Absolutely. And one of the things we love to do on Kitty Talks is share your life story because um, we are trying to inspire others to have the courage to tune into their passion, their purpose and do what they really love. And then obviously by hearing your story, Lucy, they get empowered that they can do the same so yeah can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how it all started like what's your background yeah absolutely so before I was um before I had the most niche job title ever I used to work in the advertising industry having done economics before so 
it, no one is more surprised than me that I am doing this as a job. Um, and you yeah, did I, economics, did you say? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I know. People are like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually quite intelligent. But You're a brainy girl. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was kind of, it, was, it, it wasn't the path I was expecting, but in terms of like how I like it today, um, comparison's just always been a thing for me, you know, there's expressions in the self-development, um, community feelings like teach what you need to learn, yeah. and so for some people it's self-love, some people it's body love, some people it's sharing stories, like I can hear, but for me, you know, comparison, understanding where it comes from, understanding how it affects us, and also understanding how we can use it rather than let it abuse us. It has been, um, it's, it's now a life's work and I'm really proud of that. And yet it hasn't always kind of been that way. Like I say, comparisons seem to have followed me around since I was a really little kid. I always remember being very, very acutely aware of what other people were doing. Whether it was like how their colouring in was going when I was really small or mm-hmm. how fast they were going when we were going for swimming badges at school. Right through to kind of like how our bodies were changing, you know, through adolescence. And then into university and into professional life, you know looking at where I was um, versus where other people were, what grades they were getting, um, opportunities that were coming their way, opportunities that were making happen, how smart they were, how pretty they were. I mean, goodness, I, I, even before social media was the huge um, awkward toddler that it is now, um, I was well on my way and had a, like, you know, a, you know, comparison and all its friends like envy and jealousy, et cetera, were, you know, my, my pals. And I was really, really familiar with comparison. Where comparison got, I think most acute and damaging for me actually was about five years or so, five years ago or so. And I went to my school reunion and Kitty and I were joking earlier that whenever you say those words school reunion, it was oh. immediately met with like, like, oh, it like makes you clench your bum cheeks. Like, oh, not sure about that. <laughs> but anyway, for my sins, I ended up going and, um, you know, we traveled down from Leeds to Stanford or went to school wow. and um, reconnected with people and, as part of that you know caught up with people I've seen for years and years and yonks and yonks and also um, met new people too through partners etc it was a really really lovely day lots of Prosecco kind of you know sipping Prosecco having a barbecue on the school meadows and all this it was really a fab day but what happened to follow that was not so fab and with all those new connections came all the different social media ads and um, you know the social media media network overnight became much became excuse me much broader and deeper than it had been even 24 hours before and with that came a lot of content for me to compare myself to and this really took me to like the last vegas of comparison well especially school because so much to that well that's the thing isn't it yeah. because when you um are connecting with someone from like the you know a certain age like from how young mm-hmm. you were at that time and they're kind of in red bottom shoes having to leave the party early because they've got freaking interior designer coming and you're kind of like trying to keep it together um, behind the scenes I felt like I was doing at that time. It is such a conflict and it is such um, a confronting kind of emotion when comparison comes in there too, because there's just so many things that you can compare, your, you can compare yourself to, which I duly did, whether it was people, you know, turning left to standard when they got on airplanes or going to Maldives on holiday or checking themselves in and tagging themselves at the IV or, you know, Jay Sheiky, whatever kind of hip joints it could have been. And I was, you know, sitting in my kind of joggers in my bedroom at home, really not having a great time in my life at all. And I just kind of went to pieces a little bit. And it kind of really, comparison took me by the ankles and dragged me down. And after a couple of years of this, which is as exhausting as it sounds, <laughs> I just had enough. And I a couple had of years. Almost, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and I just thought if I can feel my feel and think of myself into this I can almost try and feel and think of myself out of it it was around that time that I started looking into coaching more as an exercise and self-exploration and to have a hobby that wasn't social media stalking people um and what soon became clear having kind of starting you know with the gateway drugs of certain self-development books and that training was that um actually I was able to use the coaching tools for myself to get myself out of compare and despair and I suddenly I say suddenly but it became very very clear to me that although I was you know in a very successful um position working in the advertising industry it just wasn't fulfilling me anymore and it wasn't in it wasn't congruent in alignment with ultimately what I thought I was here to do mm. so when a couple of things um happened with the business I was working at I decided to leave and that was one of the one times in my life I can actually remember hearing your voice which was I won't let you pick the timing, but I'll give you what you want. And so I had oh, really? Got a voice in yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's happened. I think you can count on one hand the number of times that's happened before. And another couple were like, don't walk down that alley, et cetera. You know, like really a strong, instinctive, almost mm. like angelic voice. Um, and so I handed my medicine the next day with the intention of going freelance, doing what I was doing that day job and turning on the coaching here, there, here, hereabouts and somewhat. Um, and I start when I started the coaching business, which is, It'll be four years in October, so three and a half years or so now. I started off talking about work-life balance because that's something that I felt like I could, I was getting a better grip on, I could help other people with too. And uh, my goodness, who hasn't been affected by like, you know, the glorificated busy. Um, but I also noticed when I was blogging or even just talking to people in the pub, like, you know, having human conversations, that I had a lot to say when it came to comparison. It was coming up a lot. And equally, if I ever shared some views on what helped me, I'd see a spike in traffic, whether that was engagement, people going quite listening, or equally, um, quite simply seeing the analytics on my website and seeing people reading it. So one day I decided to turn it on. And I just kind of thought, you know, if this comparison is a thing, hmm. even though it's the most niche thing possible, but I believe in it, I'm going to give myself three months to test how appealing it is. You know, will I get bored of it, for example? Will people connect with it? And I'm going to let all those things emerge from me and I'm going to turn it on and see what happens. And the kind of the rest, they say, is almost history, Kitty, hmm. because from there, you know, being what I kind of, um, using Rebecca Campbell's analogy that I read in her book, Light is the New Black, around being a lighthouse, as in, you know, you, a lighthouse is solid. It stands on that coastline and it shines its light, you know, consistently and persistently. And it kind of saves lives by doing so. But it, equally, you know, it's just very clear in doing so. You never see a lighthouse running up and down the coast go, oh, oh, there any shit. Oh, guys, rocks, rocks, you know. So yeah. I said, right, I'll turn on this lighthouse message in that being consistent and persistent about comparison. And I'll give it 90 days. And it was soon clear within a couple of weeks that I was onto something in terms of the nature of the client inquiries I was getting the press and media started um, sniffing around a lot around that time too. Mm. And I took these indicators and the fact that I was enjoying my work in this case so very much and I wasn't bored at all. And now nearly four years on, still not bored of it. So goodness me, other people might be, but I, know, I can still go on and on about it. I took that as an indicator. This really was the Dharma. This really was um, my personal purpose and here to kind of share as much as I can do to help other people as well. And just put my experience, my advice and my um, specialist knowledge, I guess, on the table, never to di dictate or, you know, whatever, however anyone lives their life, but just trying to support them to make some changes if they're going to benefit them. Um, and that kind of takes me today to today, mm. like with the pleasure of sitting here talking to you. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. And can you give me an idea? Because I, I, like what you're talking about comparison is so needed. Like, I think we don't even know that we're doing it as human beings. Like, I think we're yeah. just so 
naturally, uh, especially with Instagram, Facebook, every yeah. type of social media work, well, I, you know, I do it. Do it. And I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like no one, no one's immune. Absolutely. And then I think it's, you go, go unconscious quite easily with it because it's so, yeah, you even you're just walking down the street, you know, people, you're doing stuff like that. So what were the tools? You mentioned tools that you use yeah. to figure yourself out. Um, so the first one was kind of an awkward tool, but a powerful one because it's one my ego didn't like which was around understanding that my comparison, just like yours or whoever um, is listening today, your comparison is trying to tell you something. So to break that down into like an easy to get anecdote, um, I had a client come to work with me um, and in quite a ranty email, I might say, and I've shared this to them before, so I'm not being unkind, you know, multi-paragraphs, she was able to tell me what this girl she used to work with was up to in her life but specifically around she's always checking herself up in departure lounges she's always t- posting on an Instagram she's on another beach or in another meeting like some high rise skyscraper in America etc and she was apparently living a very jet setty life um, and her comparison you know this massively triggered her comparison now I was able to kind of get to the nub actually of um, another bit of insight from this lady having her use that example with me and that I asked her like when was the last time you had a break the end forget about flying first class forget about having a jet setting lifestyle when was the last time you actually had a break and she couldn't remember and the compare comparison and that trigger and her insight that she was able to gain from it had absolutely zero to do with that lady's air miles zero less than zero and everything to do with the fact she was exhausted she wasn't putting herself first in her life her spirit for adventure was completely squashed even though it was something she was so passionate about always you know her next to her bedside up to almost up to her eyeballs with Condé Nast, Tra- Condé Nast Traveler magazines and yet she wasn't even allowing herself to kind of like go to her friend's wedding in the south of France etc and through that insight we were able to get to the well so what point so what does this mean for you so what can you what do you need to be what do we need to change and what do you need to do and what's the plan for that to get you to the point where comparison is a distant memory for you but you're in a hundred percent self-ownership so not only are you not triggers but you you're never triggered by this lady or anyone else again because listening to that insight the first advice um, and technique i'd like to share is just hold the stare with the horrible friends that comparison brings like jealousy and envy and you know bitchy tendencies as well because comparison doesn't just work as in like oh who does she think she is it also works in like oh goodness you know who do i think i am as well so that's kind of can be a bit complex too so it might even be worth, you know, getting out a piece of paper, having a few columns. Think about the ways you compare yourself. Think about how that, what is ultimately the insight there, though, you know, and then mm-hmm. look at the third column, like, what can you do about it? Because if, for example, you're comparing your relationship with your love life with your sister-in-law or an old friend and you are feeling like you just are really disconnected from your partner, maybe it's time to actually sit down and have dinner tonight without your phones on. Because that's one step in service of, you being self-focused about your relationship and the improvement and the power you have to the, the power you have to make that improvement too so that's absolutely key and that insight will sometimes be a killer it can trigger your ego it does me all the time I try and do this um quite I try and do this as often as, as I need to because you know something I don't want you to know about me is I still compare myself and it's massively reduced and it lasts a fraction of um of how long it used to but when it comes in it comes in because I don't know about you but a comparison doesn't come to me like a little wave like oh goodness I think I'm having a comparison the comparison <laughs> drops into me and it surges adrenaline around my body to the point where I've had to push my chair away from the table and take a walk so it has a, I have a very visceral wow. reaction to it so now when that does happen I'm like okay take a step back take a breath 
walk the dog and let's go and think about what's going on for you there. Not in relation to them, but like what's going on for you? How do you feel? How are you not taking care of you? Where's a dream getting squashed or put behind a door such that you're feeling that triggering feeling? So the awareness is absolutely everything because if you know about it, you can do something about it and that's the choice. Now, when you are hopefully doing something about it and just doing something that's 1% in support of you and 1% in support of your self-ownership and that self-focus and like, you know, being empowered in your life because, you know, we get all that live it. Um, it's also then important to create the conditions for a comparison-free state to fall in. So something that's absolutely key here, and, you know, if you're reading this and you're not driving, I would almost encourage you to do it now while you're on your phone listening to this or watching it, is um, apply my house party rule. So my house party rule is this. If that person, thing, brand, message wouldn't be invited into your house party, they should not be in your social media feed. Your social media feed is supposed to be a fun place for you to hang out. Equally mm. so, if you know them in real life and you wouldn't necessarily invite them to the house party, then why are you hanging out with them on, on this Sunday when you're absolutely, you know, exhausted and working like eight, eight days in a row and you're giving your Sunday lunch time to this person who's going to suck your energy, it's going to feel that way too. So get really, really clear about why your energy is going, very conscious about who you surround yourself with. Now, a caveat that this can lead to an element of creating an echo chamber. But if that's going to support your confidence, your robustness, and, you know, support living a comparison-free life, I'm, I'm afraid for me, it's kind of worth it. It's not to say you can't follow people back once you are feeling more robust. But applying that house party rule is looking, open your app of choice, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is. And if something triggers you or doesn't make you feel good, you, un you unfollow it or hide it from your feed. Mm. And you really get very clear on the curation of the messages and the things and the people that are having your attention at any given time. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like we go online. We just are online now. So it's being really conscious about that because, you know, social media and uh, technology are like a power couple when it comes to creating um, comparison. That's why it's such an epidemic at the moment, why I'm so busy, is because we aren't really giving ourselves the tools to keep comparison at bay. So mm. in that space in between, we get the self-focus, we get the self-account, we get a bit of you know, peace and quiet, actually, to mm. hear ourselves think and really mm. understand what's in the right call that we make for ourselves. So apply that house party rule, even if it's your sister-in-law, even if it's your best mate at work, if their online persona, hey, we've all got them, um, if their online persona isn't gelling with you, don't have it in your social media feed. Now, a top tip then for when things get a bit more robust and you want to go back and follow, you want to unhide, because this happened to me recently, in that I follow back um, a, a friend of mine, like a real life friend of mine, not just someone I know from on online, even though I've got some great friends online too, thank you internet, um, but she was like, did you unfollow me? Just seeing you add yourself back, I was like, yeah, I did, you know, for the last few months or so, I've been feeling a little bit wobbly on my feet, so I took a lot of things out of my feed, but I'm back now and I can't wait for your burrito pictures, lol. You know, so I kind of made sure that it was about me and that I stood in my power and I wasn't apologetic and I just owned it because I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't sorry either. So if it made her feel a little bit funny, that's okay. But I was very, very clear. That it wasn't like, I don't like it when you post about me doing that. I don't like it when you post about this because that's none of my freaking business, right? Yeah. I'm not the social media police. It isn't going anywhere. And I was kind of joking before, we're in a very awkward toddler phase at the moment. You know, Harvard um, academics will write about this part of the 20th century in terms of, you know, how our culture is being influenced, etc. And we'll have a good old giggle about it. Um, but while that isn't happening, we have to cope the best we can. So it's not just awareness, but it's when you have got that awareness, it's creating the conditions so that you are able to 
harness harness that awareness and make actual practical applicable changes in your life too and a third technique or I guess the point which is absolutely key to then living a comparison free life in the real world like living breathing you know paying for the parking in Tesco style on planet earth is um getting and keeping good boundaries for yourself because what you don't want is for comparison to be able to like a bit of elastic get to a certain point and pull you back in so it's getting really clear on what lights you up in life and then how you're spending your time because that is the richest currency we possibly have but how you're spending time in service of that too so that's really really key to getting and keeping good boundaries is where it's at and that just starts by saying um yes and meaning it and no and meaning it rather than saying yes and not meaning it which we all kind of um get pulled into and I've, I've spent many many a day being afflicted by the disease to please um here so definitely a recovering kind of people pleaser over here but having good boundaries and saying saying no with love with kindness so that you can live that comparison of your life have the space don't have judgment on yourself and not feeling like you're being carried along by someone else's agenda is absolutely key too yeah beautiful and you mentioned um, earlier in the conversation that you realised that you had found your dharma with comparison. Um, so you kind of had tuned into something that actually was your purpose, so to speak. Yes. What? Because obviously, what we're doing at Kitty Talks is we are inspiring people to go within, to find their voice, to find out what they're passionate about. Like you said, nothing. It's not about what other people are doing. It's about them and really what lights them up in the world. So what, yeah. what advice would you have for people out there listening who, you know, it sounds to me like, you know, for me, my passion and purpose was not obvious. You know, it took yeah. time for me to get to the point where I knew what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. What advice would you have for somebody out there watching, listening? What a great question. <laughs> oh, this is a belter. Right, how long have we got? No, I'm just joking. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this potent, please. Don't worry. Um, I would say that I don't think my purpose became so very clear in, until the last few years or so, and now it all seems obvious in hindsight, 2020. I think something I realise now, I'm not that I'm like any guru sitting on a mountaintop and I've got life figured out. But what I do know is just with this new level of self-awareness, which I've tried to kind of be in most of the time, is that life was always trying to leave me hints. There were always signs that I look back now and I very, very gladly ignored. But if I'd kind of taken those signs, taken those hints, followed those hunches, I could have saved myself a lot of heartache in all sorts of different ways in my life, you know. So I'd say, you know, life's leaving you signs. Um, also, don't be afraid to ask. You know, I would ask for a sign sometimes. And, you know, so I heard that voice in, in that, um, you know, bathroom store. And I was like, oh, gosh, OK, that's one heck of a sign, too. But give yourself, don't be afraid to ask and give yourself permission to figure it out. Not everyone pops out of the womb with a calling. Now, we know we all have friends that, you know, we're meant to be doctors, we're meant to be writers, we're meant to, and you can just tell because ever since they were kind of like knee high to a grasshopper, it's kind of just run through, run through their blood. But for most of us, including me, it just takes a little bit of, it, it takes a little bit of time. Mm. You know, if you told me 10 years ago what I'd be doing now, I'd think you're absolutely bloody mad, you know, because I was on the way, I was going for board level, you know, I had it all together as far as the outside world was um, figured out, but inside, you know, I was absolutely kind of losing it, really. I think it's kind of give yourself permission to find just find that out and tune into the voice that is often trying to um, share signs with you too. Also give yourself permission to change your mind and not have to put like all your chips on red. Because in my business, I kind of feel like um, I get, I have a lot of conversations with people, as I'm sure you do, Kitty, too, which is around like, I've got to do this or I've got to do, do this, or this has got to be replacing this income by October. It's like, who said? Yeah, yeah. You're a grown up. You'll make it work. 
you are resourceful, you are loved, you are supported, you are protected. Why would this be a cruel trip where it had to be black and white and taken from you? Mm. And that's something that I try and remember a lot, especially with all those planets in retrograde at the moment. I had a really, really wonky day yesterday, but I won't bore you with that now. And I kind of felt a bit like, you know, for goodness sake, and I actually caught myself to say, get your shit together to myself at last. And then the guy walked past me and laughed. <laughs> so it's be kind to yourself as we kind of embark on this on this journey. Because, you know, your dharma might whisper to you coming in, in and out, and then it might take you to the point where it will try and drag you by the nostrils. But being open and non-attached to having to get it done by November the 2nd, mm. you know, I think is really important too. Something that's really helped me, which is maybe like a little bit of a weird thing to say as a, a coach, which is kind of my business card and how I'd like define myself and my work, is that I'm not necessarily goal-orientated, but what I'm obsessed with is setting intentions and aim for points. So my intention is to do this and be of service in this way. And I'm aiming to do that by this point in this way too. That They are all the pieces of jigsaw I, I need because also my inner child loves that too. If I get too process-driven, too constricted, I will, you know, the three-year-old in me wants to run across the car park going, no, I'm not getting back in the buggy, you can't make me. So it's kind of respecting those parts of myself too in terms of like, you know, how, how I work and what I need in, in terms of being happy so I suppose to answer that question just to do a bit of a recap look for signs that are there you know whether it's your songs you hear on the radio or conversations you overhear or your friend saying again about suggestions that other job that she heard about follow it up ask for signs if they don't come in mm. also give yourself permission to find out discover what truly is your calling don't put yourself into pressure that you have to make money from it either if you realize that you're a gifted painter setting up a casual as you might see an etsy store could be just the outlet you need you don't have to leave um canary wharf or leave your job it can absolutely you know you can be in your dharma and not be taking money from it necessarily it's being your dharma is kind of a state where you you know you're looking to get to where you feel kind of fulfilled in how you're living your life almost. it doesn't necessarily have to come with a job title or kind of a linkedin label that you have to select when you open that account um, and I also think it's kind of, if goals are scary and you can't get, you know, into your, where you're heading into like a little box, then give yourself a bit more breathing room and just try and get the shape of it and head for it because everything you need will be laid out on that path of discovery for you. That's something that I really, really, truly feel is deep knowing inside me and my heart is that this isn't a trip and I haven't been kind of given these lessons as and they brought me to my knees, you know, before. I haven't been given these lessons and come this far in like my own healing for then someone to pull the rug out from under my feet like ha 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 Lucy it was all a trick yeah it just doesn't work like that so I think trusting as well as part of that too is important because another thing is no one gets to skip the work there's no reason why it should be easier for you or me than it is anyone else we're not special well this is the thing of us are special so if you're coming up against things good it shows that something's happening mm. you know yeah, it's all rainbows and lollipops Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Everyone's got stuff that they need to work yeah. through. And I don't think this is the whole thing about what you talk about with social media is it's a complete false, false image because oh, you every it. individual is on this earth to learn lessons and oh, you've got it. complete their path. So yes, absolutely. Hmm. Just because somebody looks like they're having more fun with you, they're still working through their own crap. <laughs> oh, that's it. And we're all, we're all seeing as well, a version of a truth, not the version of the truth. So we all participate in it, which is why the irony isn't lost on me that we'll kind of get, 
you know, caught up in um, thinking that other people have got it all perfect. I'm like, they probably took 15 attempts at that selfie as well, just like you did. So it's like we all participate in it too. <laughs> it's nuts, really. Yeah, absolutely. But I love, um, I love the advice um, because, you know, this, I think people also get worried about not knowing what their calling is and what their passion is. Mm. And actually, you know, some, sometimes it doesn't smack you in the face. Sometimes no. it's not obvious. Sometimes, yeah. like you said, you've got to just, you know, ask for signs. Like, I'd be interested to know what, what I think everyone does it in a slightly different way. How do you ask the universe for a sign? Um, so I'll sometimes do it through affirmations. I'll sometimes say it every day and in every way. I'm open to guidance that I'm on the right path. Okay. If I'm not, I trust I'll notice. But you can be really specific as well, like show me a red mug if this is to be. But um, interesting, like I once heard um, a camel's about this, is saying like, you are the oracle. So yes, pull a card if you want. Yes, do a ritual. Yes, ask the full moon. Yes, kind of, you know, um, try and manifest these very clear signs, like red mugs and yellow flowers. Absolutely, whatever works for you. And yet also, like, we always know, and if we can get quiet enough, we can hear guidance quite loudly, I think. Get out in nature, get on the beach. Yeah, oh, you got it. Yeah, absolutely. Hug a tree, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lucy, for sharing your journey and your story with us today on Kitty Talks. My pleasure. Thank I... you so much. This is such a great question. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm really, I know somebody will find solace in your journey. You know, they're going to be able to see themselves in what you're going through, and obviously it's going to inspire them to make a difference. So, no, thank you for being so open. Um, and for those of you who want more information all about Lucy and what she's up to in the world, we're going to have all her details in the show notes. So please don't hesitate to like, share this video, comment and tell us what you thought and let us know how you've been empowered. Yay! Yay! But thank you, Lucy, and we'll see you next week again on Kitty Talks. Cheerio, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website and become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.